On Friday, I asked for some sermon help on Facebook. Tell me some of your memorable questions or incidents you remember from job interviews. And boy, did the responses come flooding in. Some of them too racy or racist to repeat from the pulpit. But here's a couple of examples. When I was 18, I was asked to describe myself in a single word. So I said vivacious because it was the biggest word I could think of on the fly. Oh, 18-year-old self, what were you thinking, she said. A couple of people were asked, if you could be any fruit or vegetable, what would you be and why? Now, what that has to do with a job, I have no idea. A woman pastor, a friend of mine, was asked, how do you expect to breastfeed in the pulpit? An African-American friend of mine was asked, what's your middle name? You people have such exotic names. And I was told during an interview 20 years ago that I would not be a good role model for the youth at the church because of the earring I have right here in my upper ear. Good thing they didn't know about the hidden tattoo under my shirt. But Jesus didn't interview anyone. He just calls them. We're not sure if he knew them beforehand or just came upon them at the shore, but Jesus calls out to Simon Peter and his brother Andrew and simply says, follow me and I will make you fish for people. And then again, when he sees James and John, the sons of Zebedee, and he calls them too. Immediately, in both instances, they followed Jesus, accepted the call, there were no follow-up questions, no negotiations, no contracts signed. Come, follow me, Jesus calls. And they did. Can you imagine your call to a new job going anything like that? No? Good. Because this call from Jesus was more than just a new job. Switching from fishing for people to or, so sorry, switching from fishing for fish to fishing for people, it was a call to a new way of life, a recentering of purpose, a reorientation of relationships. It was a new vocation. Now, when we start talking about vocation and call in the church, we can easily get into trouble. For far too long, call stories have been reserved for ordained clergy. Church leaders talk about our call stories because we've been taught and trained and coached to do so during our training. We have the luxury of working in an occupation where our faith and work and family and many other dimensions of our lives come together. But in a study on vocation that was sponsored by the Lilly Endowment several years ago, they learned that very few church members actually felt called. Very few believed that what they did with most of their time mattered to God and the church or made a particular difference in the world. Many of us, and I'll say pastors included too, have a hard time seeing a direct connection between what we do and what we believe, which is why we don't feel called. And this is when I had an epiphany which is perfect for the season of Epiphany. 
when light shines forth in the darkness or in the shadows to reveal something new. So here's the epiphany. God's calling isn't simply to do something, but rather to be something. A child of God. Maybe being comes before doing. Maybe being even makes doing possible. Our first call, our only call, is the one that is rooted in our baptismal call, a child of God. James and John, Andrew and Peter, didn't know what they were going to do when Jesus summoned them to fish for people. They probably didn't even know what that meant at that point in the story. But they knew that Jesus saw something in them, something of value and worth. They had no idea where they would go or what they would do, but they knew that Jesus was calling them to be his disciples. And they trusted that the rest would become clear in time. You, my friends, are called. Without an interview, without a contract, the Holy One sees value in you and calls you to be, simply be, a child of God. God honors you. God loves you. God names you and claims you and says, follow me. And if you are open to living in that light, you learn over time what it means to live in that relationship. And you find all kinds of things to do in response to that call. As I pondered this epiphany about being and doing this week, I couldn't help but think of Norm, our beloved member who died this week. Many of you knew him as the usher who greeted you at the front door when you walked in. He was definitely a doer around here. He could fix anything, and he did manage almost every corner of this building. Now, would he have said that that was his calling? I don't know. Yesterday, we celebrated everything that he did for this congregation and the many ways that he served here. But we also celebrated and remembered his faithfulness as a child of God, his primary call. Like many Lutherans, Norm didn't necessarily talk about his faith, but we all knew his faithfulness. And though he absolutely did a lot around this church, what we primarily remembered about him at his funeral yesterday was his being a child of God, called into the mercy and love of God's kingdom in life and in death. And I see you living out your call as children of God in the world, in your families and among your friends, at your work and in your schools or neighborhoods, in your relationships. Do you recognize it as a call from God? Turns out most of us don't, but maybe we need to be reminded that it is. In this week's E! News opener, Jonas Ellison writes about the baptism of his daughter, Rory, two years ago. She was four at the time. And Jonas called it one of the most sacred days of his family's life. He wrote, We are loved by God from our first breath to our last and beyond. 
And baptism is a sacred symbol of God's incessant, untiring, undeserved, unmerited, unconditional, and unfailing love for us through Jesus Christ. And that is our call. At this font or one like it, nourished at this table or one like it, you may or may not have memorable questions or incidents from your job interviews, but in this space or another like it, there were questions asked of you too, of you or those who brought you or the assembly that surrounded you. Parents, do you promise to help your child grow in the Christian faith and life, to nurture them in faith and in prayer? Do you renounce the devil and all the forces that defy God? And whenever we affirm our baptism, we are asked, will you live among God's faithful people to hear the word of God and share in the supper and proclaim and serve and strive for justice and peace in the world? So instead of job interview questions, let's think of these questions and the promises of our call. Let's tell our baptism stories and remember our call to be, simply be children of God. Rory could tell you, and so could her parents, as Jonas wrote to this beloved congregation. It was one of the most sacred days of our lives. And I think that's just lovely. Amen. <laughs>